Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. I'm Josh Boyd, your host, and I'm joined this afternoon by Pastor Stephen Lowry. Welcome, Pastor Stephen. It is good to be with you. I think we've started a new month today. Yes, it is December 1, the very first day of December. We're excited about that. Lots of new things happening, lots of uh, lots of big changes coming. Well, it's traditionally a festive season of the yeah. year, and I hope it will prove still to be the case in spite of some of the limitations of COVID that we'll be able to find ways to... to really think about the Lord and love our family and encourage people in ways that might yeah. honor Him. Most definitely. When we started, uh, so this is Tuesday, so two days ago, Sunday, we started um, kind of a new Christmas series, an Advent series, really. We uh, did. Ad- Advent emphasis. And we talked about um, hope on this past Sunday and, and what a, a timely <laughs> message to... Well, you know, it is the season of Advent and... Uh, in the past few years, we've tried to highlight that with the congregation. Often, if you've grown up in a Baptist church, Advent may not be something that you're real sure. familiar with, but it's it dates back centuries, in fact, and it the word itself emphasizes coming, and so what you do during the season is focus on the coming of Jesus. Obviously, the primary focus is on His first coming, the birth in Bethlehem, but uh, it's also designed to help you think in terms of, well, if he was faithful to come initially, we can be confident yeah, that he will return. For sure. And so over a four-week span, uh, we have the opportunity in a thoughtful way just to be reminded of Jesus. And uh, you mentioned that this past Sunday we started with the theme of hope. Uh, there are four themes that will uh, really span uh, the the weeks of Advent. Uh, This week, we're centering in on hope. Next Sunday, or this coming Sunday, the emphasis will be on peace. And as you mentioned, I don't know that things could be more relevant and timely than what these themes will prove to be, because in the middle of all the chaos, oh, how our hearts need to find a sense of peace. Then we're going to talk about joy. And yes, let's believe that we can experience joy in COVID and yeah. that God can bless us in that way. And then uh, leading into uh, the week of Christmas itself, the focus, not surprisingly, will be on love and allowing our hearts to be reminded of how the Christmas story is all about the love of God as he enters into our situation. And so it's going to be a, a wonderful month. And if you yeah. picked up one of the devotional guides on Sunday or you are using our digital format, uh, please participate in the readings. Uh, they are designed to, to provide a daily reading that walks you through each of those four themes. And and even during Christmas week, there are a couple of additional devotions, one for Christmas Eve and one for Christmas Day, that will add to, to your ability to, to focus on the Lord. Yeah. So we hope you're taking advantage of that. And it's a very intentional series, I think, too. It's a very intentional set of four weeks here. And I think after... We just counted up the months before we started, but this is, we're entering the ninth month of yes, dealing with are. the, uh, it feels much longer than that. It, I can't hardly believe it's it feels only like been, a lifetime. <laughs> it's I don't only know. been nine it's months, been but, incredibly long, but th- this just crazy for lack of a better term, crazy, uh, you know, a couple seasons we've gone through now and, um, it really is a struggle sometimes to find hope 
And now that we, we were kind of studying how to find that, how to rediscover hope, if you will, through this week, then after we rediscover some hope, some areas where we can expect hope in our lives, then we can maybe reflect and be able to, to find peace again, to rediscover some peace. And then as a year, not only that we've dealt with a pandemic, but um, political turmoil and social justice issues left and right, we were able to discover some joy some love again and how desperately we need to to serve others and to love other people. I'm just excited for the series. Well, I think it's, it's going to be a great four weeks. It's very, very relevant. And uh, now it's like anything though, Josh, a person's only going to get out of this journey, sure. what they're willing to, to really put themselves uh, toward. And, and that's why, as we've tried to suggest, uh, you need to allow for some time daily to just focus in on on the Lord and to be reminded of of lessons from his word and lessons in life that could help you uh, honestly experience the spirit of Christmas in spite of the challenges around you. So again, if you haven't started yet, just jump in with us. Uh, Today's day three in the reading. You can join in with us tomorrow on day four so that uh, through it, you might be able to find a, a deeper sense of peace and hope and joy and love. Now, on Sunday, I tried to encourage us uh, in a helpful way. As you think about hope, our hope is going to be centered in Jesus. It's going to be based on who he is and more what he says. There's there's an authority to his word. And as it was illustrated in the biblical account we looked at on Sunday, I mean, he can raise the dead uh, w- with the sound of his word. Well, he's made promises. There are there are statements in the Gospels and in the New Testament that are there for us that if we will embrace what he says, if we will allow the truth of that uh, to define how we're going to look at yeah. the present, then sure enough, we're going to find hope. We're going to uh, discover the, the Lord's ability to lift our heart in, in the middle of everything and we can be strengthened. Now, as I tried on Sunday to, to move us in that direction, I'm I kind of selfishly promoted a Wednesday <laughs> series. Plug. Uh, it was, uh, but uh, it goes hand in hand because see the hope that we want to find is based on Jesus, who he is, what he says, what he promises. And so the more that I understand his identity, I think that the easier it is for me to find that, that inner sense of well-being. And so uh, starting tomorrow at 6.30, we will enter a brief three-week series that we've entitled None Like Him. And what we're going to do in, a, in rapid succession is try to just consider some of the many ways that Jesus has been revealed to us in Scripture. I mean, we know him, obviously, by his given name, Jesus, but there are other names that have been given to him, as well as titles and descriptions, both in the Old and the New Testament. And what I want us to do on Wednesday nights for three weeks is just to consider some of those testimonies or descriptions so that when we think about Jesus and we move toward the celebration of his birth, I mean, we are really deepening our understanding of him. Yeah. And that that can be an empowering thing. I think um, 
with the emphasis it just made me think here with the emphasis that we're going into with Advent over the next four weeks, the addition of the Advent prayer guide that, I mean, literally it's 31 days for, for you to take and to, to study plus this emphasis on none like him, the, the, the true message that there is none like him. No, that there, 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 there is isn't. nothing that even comes close in comparison in the study of um, who Christ is, the identity of Christ and how we can better reflect that. I think, in previous years, in many years, for most of the time, 90% of the time, Christmas is one of the busiest seasons that there is. The holiday season between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas is such a huge, busy, intricate season. And Even especially as, at times. Yeah, and for churches, it's just madness sometimes. But out of every year that we've experienced, this year is going to be the least busy of those. Probably um, and, so. And really, when, you, when we think about it, and I don't want to sound too angled when I say this, but... Um, We've done all the work for you, if you're listening. I mean, there there is no real um, excuse here to say, oh, well, I, the Christmas season is too busy, or I've got too much going on, or there's, it's all been done for you. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Advent Guide is there. You can save it to your home screen on your phone. It's You can get it in your email inbox. It's already there. Um, you can pick up a hard copy if you're completely not technical at all, which if you're not technical at all, you're probably not listening to the podcast anyway, but... Girl, the, we have a hard copy for you. <laughs> But there's, everything's been done for you. There should be no excuse for you to be able to have a sense of hope this season, for you to be able to rediscover who Jesus really is, especially with this added emphasis of there being truly none like him as we explore who Jesus is. And I sent out yesterday, those of you that received my email, uh, just kind of a, a supplemental uh, reader as well. Uh, over the course of the series, we'll look at a Oh, maybe as many as 15 of, of the names in Scripture that we have of Jesus. But uh, I sent out a list yesterday of 50, and I broke it down so that starting from the letter A all the way to the letter W, uh, over the course of the 25 days of December, you could look at 50 uh, names that get our titles or descriptions of Jesus. And I, I sent it out not, to, again, to overwhelm people with so much to read, uh, but just to, to give us a, a growing appreciation of just how remarkable Jesus is. And again, if you are participating in the devotional reading, uh, you may not have time then to do the additional Bible readings associated with the names. What I mentioned as a possibility in my email yesterday is, well, you know, you could do one in the morning and do one at dinner or do one at the end of the day. You could find a, an approach to it, but as as challenging as our present circumstances are, I don't think we risk uh, thinking too much about Jesus these yeah, days. Yeah, I think yeah. the more we can bring uh, just moments of time where our hearts can can reflect and recenter ourselves emotionally, uh, the better we will be as we move through this season of the year that traditionally is supposed to be a time when our hearts are lifted. And I don't want COVID to, to be an obstacle to that. I, I, I want us instead to realize maybe, as you've noted, uh, the, the slower yeah. pace because of the restrictions that are, that are in play, we may even realize that this Christmas season could prove to be the most meaningful one we've had in, yeah. in a, a number and, of years. For a number of reasons, too. I think this morning as I was typing up our uh, our prayer points for this week on our social media and for um, those that receive those in their, their email inbox, um, I think this season in 2020, the Christmas season, this should be one of the most 
evangelical times seasons of all time with the the emphasis that we have right now of rediscovering who Jesus is, rediscovering what Christmas really means, rediscovering hope and peace. I mean, our culture is very opposite of both of those things right now. And as we're That's rediscovering those in our own lives as a family, as we're discovering those, people are going to notice that. People are going to notice. Where did you get that? this automatic change, this this um, all of a sudden turnkey hope? Where did that come from? I mean, think of how many opportunities we're going to have now to, to openly share Jesus with people because of how there, we're rediscovering things. There is things. this growing sense of desperation, I think, across uh, the nation. Uh, as, as COVID and the challenges surrounding it have just been prolonged and and you don't really see uh, the end inside sure. uh, it's left a lot of people emotionally worn out and and psychologically i think they're struggling and you're right if if we would allow jesus to be actively a source of strength and peace and people uh, just perceive that there's something at work in us uh, that that seems to be contrary to everything mm. that you see around us it gives you an opportunity, as Peter would would write in his letter, to, to to really give a reason for the hope that you have, and I pray that will be the case. And then even more, I would say, is we've just now begun the series. If you know someone that, uh, again, they're not going to come to our church services on campus, but you know that you could invite them to be a part of this series. You could forward them the uh, the link to our devotional guide. Yeah. They could begin to read. Uh, the rediscover Christmas. There, uh, there's no commitment involved. No, no, <laughs> to our no church cost. <laughs> they can then join online. I mean, this yeah. Sunday we're talking about the peace that Jesus brings. It it certainly could be the very message that someone you care about, someone you know, uh, needs to hear, and it might be the first yeah. step toward faith for them. It's the most low risk gospel effort we might have ever done. I mean, it's so low risk. There's some low risk, high reward um, with this. But I think as we kind of shift towards the end of our podcast today, I'd like to talk about Christmas for a minute and not our Christmas emphasis, not what we're studying over Christmas, but let's just talk about the Christmas holiday itself and um, the meaning of it. Pastor Stephen, is there is there any um, traditions, in any, maybe not in this year, but a typical year, maybe this year, well, maybe something new that we're starting, but what traditions does your family have things that, that you look forward to every year, things that you celebrate together. Well, again, I was blessed yesterday. My wife uh, set up uh, our Christmas decorations around the house, and so uh, the atmosphere has been set. <laughs> and I, I, I love uh, the look of the Christmas season. Uh, I, I laughed with my wife. I, you know, she sets up the tree primarily for me. I mean, we don't have kids in the right. house any longer. <laughs> uh, but uh, most mornings when I get up early and it's still dark, generally I'll plug in the tree and I'm sitting at my kitchen table as I move into my devotional times. And, and again, it's just a, a visual thing, but it, 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 you know, just the beauty of the season, you speak of traditions, I think is something that I value. And uh, obviously the unique aspect of the music of the season, likewise, is something uh, that, that I enjoy. Now, I, I I typically wait until after Thanksgiving before I start listening to Christmas music, but uh, I I do look forward to the sounds of that se- of the season itself and find that to be an encouragement. But having grown up in a pastor's home, you can appreciate uh, life in a minister's home at Christmas might be slightly different than it would be 
uh, for sure. others just because of responsibilities on the part of a pastor. Uh, so what we typically did is we observed Christmas on Christmas Eve. That's when we would gather as a family, uh, as a boy growing up, we would gather around the Christmas tree. My dad would would read uh, the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, and then we would exchange gifts. And again, that became the tradition as it was for us as a family. It, it usually, since we were distant from his parents and my mom's parents, it was always just um, my parents and my brothers and I. It was a, it was a small affair. Now, as uh, I was able to marry and have a family, and my brothers did the same, a tradition formed where uh, for a number of years, uh, when our kids were younger, we would all make a trip to Lubbock where my parents was. So Christmas was as much the tradition of being with sure. my family, extended family, as it was of uh, where it was just our immediate family before. And I, I think that was a striking contrast for my children to be able to, to have a Christmas experience that allowed for them to engage with much larger family, right. not just uh, our immediate family. Uh, of course, now this Christmas season, that may be altered <laughs> may due different. to the yeah. restrictions. Uh, but in our immediate family, speaking still of traditions, we followed uh, the pattern that my parents set with us. Uh, we still observe the exchanging of gifts on Christmas Eve. Uh, and I'll read the, the Christmas story as my dad has uh, over the years as well. Now, I introduced a tradition that has nothing spiritual related to it at all, <laughs> but I, I, I always enjoy food. So we, we begin to incorporate the Christmas tamale uh, hey, experience into Christmas Eve. Can't where, go wrong there. Uh, usually following our Christmas Eve services at the church, we'll gather with uh, my children that are in town or available, we'll gather for a tamale dinner. That's great. Before we uh, move to the Christmas tree. So yeah. it's uh, it's a tradition that I've enjoyed. And uh, I was trying to calculate how many years we've been uh, sharing the tamales. How it's, many tamales would that be? A lot. <laughs> We're talking about over 20 years since that tradition started. It's a lot of tamales. Uh, found a new tamale place, by the way. There's a, a Tommy Tamale that's hey. open in Keller, those of there you that are go. interested. Another plug. We we checked it out uh, this past week because I was looking for where am I going to buy this year's tamales. <laughs> what about you? What are some of your traditions? Yeah. Um, well, Riley and I have only been married for, uh, this is our third year of marriage now, so we have uh, kind of some of our own traditions, but we, I mean, we really have kind of changed it up every Christmas since we've been married and, um, we've done a few different things, visited different family, but since I was, uh, since I was born, um, you know, every Christmas Eve, this will be the first Christmas Eve that we, we don't do this because of COVID. So that's kind of an emotional statement actually. I, but, um, since my existence, this will be the first Christmas Eve that it, it won't happen. But um, we typically gather at uh, my great grandmother and grandfather's house um, every Christmas Eve. Uh, this is my my dad's grandfather and his grandmother, and um, and there's typically thirty plus gathered um, in their home and um, kind of scattered wherever everyone can fit. And <laughs> But um, there is just something really special, I think, about, um, I think, this year 
the sixth generation, five, six generations. It's either five or six generations that span um, between my great grandfather and his numerous grandchildren now. And so it's remarkable. It's it's an incredible experience. And I told you know Riley after we got married and we first you know went to Christmas Eve at um, we call the Mammy and Peepaw. And so uh, first time we went to to Mammy and Peepaw's house as a married couple, I told her I said this is just it's different than probably anything you've ever experienced before. And it's rare to be able to see that many generations yeah and it's just it's something to take in and uh every year um my people reads the the christmas story to all of our family and friends there's always i think that's one of the things that i admire most is there's always friends uh there's obviously our family and extended family but there's almost always uh, a friend um if not many more that that join um on christmas eve and um it is absolutely um moving and humbling to see a man who has experienced so much life, who's lived through multiple um, global war efforts, who has um, had many years of experience and uh, heartache and just life in general, and uh, to see him in his age read the Christmas story for his family and then to uh, every year openly share the gospel and how the, the, the reason we, we give gifts to one another is because Christ is the ultimate gift for us, but not only that, he is the, the salvation and the sacrifice for the world. And, um, there's no gift that compares to that. And I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know how I would view Christmas if that tradition didn't exist in my family. I don't know how differently I would view it, but it would be different for sure. Well, and I know my kids who are all now grown and have kids of their own recall just as you have described it vividly, uh, my dad, their granddad, and now the great granddad Mm -hmm. of their kids doing that thing. And um, that really Christmas uh, is about coming together. It's about being reminded that God um, loved us enough to enter into the the craziness of of this fallen creation so that he might restore us. And so, yeah, those are... It's just so sobering. You know, take away all the gifts and the food and the the festivities and the fun and the games and uh, the football games and, you know, all of that. And the silver lining really is just that... um, Love is something we can't quite grasp, but the the love that God has shared with us, uh, with His creation, um, it's just a moving thing. And uh, and as we move toward Christmas this December, let's all admit there may be facets to this coming season that will be different because of the limits of COVID. But let's not conclude from that that it will be any less meaningful or any less impactful that my prayer is that God will just give us uh, some insight into how we can approach this time uh, maintaining things that can be maintained I'm not going to run away from every tradition like I said I'm I'm already thinking about uh, how Debbie and I and uh, hopefully some of our our children will be able to to gather but uh, to look at Moving into this season, not feeling cheated, mm. but moving into the season expectant. Yeah. And um, I think through our Rediscover Christmas Guide, through our uh, gatherings for worship on Sunday and Wednesday, and uh, uh, we absolutely can have, I think, a remarkable month of December. And yeah. I, I pray that that will be 
what those of you that are listening, that that's what you're going to experience. And I, um, I hope that, um, if you joined our services on Sunday, whether online or in person, there's a, and I, I'm my own selfish shameless plug. You're something I was very proud of, but the bumper video for, for this season, for the next few weeks, there's a line in there that really emotionally hit me. And it was based on the, the Advent readings that we're doing. And it f- ties very closely with what we'll be studying and reading over the next four weeks. But um, there's a line in that video that simply states rediscovering Christmas is rediscovering Jesus. Absolutely. And above anything else, uh, I just, I pray that prayer for our church. And I prayed this morning during our staff meeting that as this season is going to be a wild one, no doubt that we would just be able collectively and individually to rediscover who Jesus is in our lives, that we'd be able to, to rediscover um, the hope that he has for us, the the joy that he has for us, the plan that he has that we can't quite see all of yet, but how he's going to, to work this out for our good. And it's going to be a redemptive work, no doubt. But um, I just would love for that to encourage you this week. And uh, please know that we are praying for you, church, each and, each and every one of you. And most of you by name, we mentioned so many names this morning in our uh, staff prayer time. And um, you're being prayed for. You're loved. Um, and we want to know how we can meet needs for you and be praying for you. So if there's anything um, that Pastor Stephen or I can be praying for or the rest of our staff, please uh, feel free to email us at podcast at northfortworth.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening and, and there's a a Christmas tradition that you would yes, be willing please, to, share. to share. Uh, again, just email us at podcast at nofortworth.com. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, as we uh, move closer to our celebration of Christmas, it would be fun to be oh, able yeah. to, to share some of your traditions and uh, and see how, how, how many similar or how different your they are. families oh, shared together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that will be great. We're looking forward to the week. Be sure to check out None Like Him starting tomorrow, Wednesday night, 6.30, um, in person and online. Um, and we'll see you right back here Sunday morning for two hours of worship. But uh, we're praying for you, church, and we love you. We hope this Christmas season uh, really does help you rediscover who Jesus is as we rediscover Christmas together. But uh, we'll see you next Tuesday for another North Fort Worth podcast. Thank you.